The show you're about to listen to is very old and comes with a warning. When we recorded these shows over a decade ago, the world was a different place and we were little more than children. As a result of this, you might hear a few things that by today's standards, we judge to be inappropriate or offensive. Please don't be offended. In the years that have passed since recording these shows, we've all grown up to be wonderful, loving, liberal, free-thinking, open-minded individuals. If the us from over a decade ago say something to upset the you of today, please understand that we're as disgusted with ourselves as you are. But isn't this what life is all about? Learning and growing? We all said and did things in our younger days that make us cringe when we think about them. We just recorded it and put it out on the internet. With all that in mind, I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, and there's just one more thing. Don't email the show or try to enter competitions. We don't have that email anymore and all the competitions are over. We do have a Facebook group where you're very welcome to discuss any aspects of the podcast. Please visit simplysyndicated.com for more information. Welcome to this week's movies. You should, you should, you should. should say, um, this week we are doing Full Metal Jacket. My name's Justin Ofield. My name's Mike Dawson. My name's Richard Smith on a better microphone. My name's Craig Bevan. And I'm Alison Downing. Good evening. Start. Yeah. Good evening. Serious start. I'm well, going to make it less serious just by hugging Mike. Just that. There we go. Again. It's done. Again. It's done. Again. It's done. What oh, is it's it with good. these guys? I don't know. They're coming out. That's what it must be. They're coming out. I don't think you're going to start the gay joke against somebody else at this point. You're going to have to come up with a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going to backfire, isn't it? It is. Mm-hmm. I'm Terribly. not saying I don't think you can get them back. I think you just need to come yeah. up with it with a no, different it, approach. It, yeah, it'll be a different angle. All right, let's carry on. So right. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, actually, after last week's... Um, what was it? Uh, the tangent? It wasn't, yeah. <laughs> um, we were going to try and keep this on topic. Shall we actually make an active effort to try and keep this on topic? Yeah. I don't think we should be exclusively on topic, yeah, but, but I don't think we should wonder as far as we did last week. No, because no. there are some people who'd be angry. Yeah. And there were realms we got to last week that we shouldn't revisit, really. <laughs> no. No. Kissing no. Rich's foot was a mistake, I admit that. Yeah. I forgot about that. I think I blocked it out. It was like five minutes ago, dude. Yeah. That's how. Locked it out. That's how. <laughs> Locked it out. And we're already off topic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So first of all, just to say, we, we've got a microphone technical problem at the moment. Tonight, we lost basically one of our leads S- broke. And so we've got two microphones between the five of us. Oh, it's cozy. cozy. It's cozy. It's very horrible. cozy. We were already close before, though. We we were, were, like, yeah. We've always been close. <laughs> we have. In we mind. Have. <laughs> so in, is, as far as making some money goes... There are a couple of things to make people aware of just at the beginning of the show. Okay, so at this point, let me think. So now the DVD of AOP is out. Yep. Average Ordinary People. Average Ordinary People. So you can go and buy that if you like. You can make a random donation or subscribe to donate £2 a month to us. Or for those of you who have joined us in the 
since we've been with Libsyn and who haven't got the older episodes, the very old episodes that you can't download anymore are now available in the store to buy. You can buy the unavailable episodes of movies you should see. Great stuff. Oh, yeah. see the progression. Yes. <laughs> the lost tapes. <laughs> so you can get episode one. Episode one, it's... It was yeah. interesting, wasn't it? Was it? Interesting. it was very interesting yeah. to, to compare what yeah. <laughs> how, we, how we do these shows now to then. It was... Ooh. <laughs> it's different. But buy them. But, but, but buy them. So I'm saying that in the hope that in a week's time from tonight, when this is broadcast, that I've actually got it fucking working. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as, as I sit here now, I actually planned to say it last week, but it isn't working. Yeah. So maybe by next week it will be working. Should we talk about the film then? Yes. Yes. Um, so this yes. is the first war movie that we're doing? It is. It is, yeah. It's, it's also the first, first Kubrick film we've ever done. Yeah. Now, a nod I, to Don Quixote and Lux the Poet. I, I've been talking a lot about Stanley Kubrick on the forums of late. Yes. Talking it's, is it, kind of a... An interesting adjective. I'd say more bitching about Stanley Kubrick would be more It's well known that I'm not his biggest fan in the world, by any means. Yeah. Um, the musical score in Eyes Wide Shut, what was that about? I, Eyes Wide Shut, generally. <laughs> yeah, I, um, The yeah. score was the only thing you had an issue well, with? Well, no, but it was one of the main things. It was kind of like a Mike Dawson film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of read like a Tristan Oldfield script. Yeah, it did, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. Directed again. Again. Just, again. Just... <laughs> <laughs> like a married couple. Yeah. yeah. It's really quite... God, imagine bizarre. if we lived with each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'd be like you and Beth. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but worse. Yeah, a lot. On topic, on topic, on topic, on topic, on topic, on topic, on topic. right. War so, film. So, <laughs> when was this made? Right, when was it made? 1989, I believe. 1989. That sounds no. far later than I ever Actually, no, you could be right. I was in. A, I saw this right. when I was in Africa, so that could be right. I'm going to do it. I, I'm the least important. I think I'm, I'm going with 1988, 1989. I'm pretty sure I'm completely right. So, <laughs> <laughs> we'll stop twitching. You'll need it by the mic. We'll have to see. So, Vietnam War movie. Yes. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it, the plot line surrounds a um, private in the US Army who joins up and we follow him for the first half of the movie in his uh, training. Yes. This is a movie of two halves, <coughs> This really, is a movie of yeah. two halves, like a lot of Kubrick films. It follows him for the first half in, the, in his training camp, learning how to be a soldier, um, then following the training and they they sec- the, war. the second half is in the war 1987 ah, ah, you're wrong then by one year yeah Come but on. you said you're absolutely right yeah. Yeah, how okay. is 1987 one wrong from 1989 I said 1989 88 uh, the old I'll name two numbers yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and I'm right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. somewhere between 1900 and 2004 Six. The winner of the national lottery will live in a house. <laughs> they may be male with or female male. or she male. <laughs> <laughs> on top, <laughs> on topic. Okay, so yeah, this is a um, yeah, and that's basically the plot line of the film, really. Um, 
Yeah. Story-wise, there's really not much going on in this film. It's, no, it's just it's, all experience. It's really, all experience. It? Well, we do follow Matthew Modine. That's what I'm. That's what basically, I just said. Basically, that's what I just said. Because I, yeah, you were absent-minded again. Yeah, I was fiddling. Basically, that's it. We're just we're just following Matthew Modine through his experiences of the Vietnam War, from training to in the war. Yeah, and that's effectively the film. Let, let's to the the. Interesting <laughs> thing about this film is that our scat interlude interlude is going to stop now and I'm continue scat, on topic. On topic. <laughs> on topic. Please keep on this on topic. topic. No, on this topic. is just going to be forty-five minutes of us muttering the words on topic. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, on a good day, oh. guess how many times we say the words on, on topic. topic. <laughs> the that counts twice. That's two. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the interesting thing about this What's film so interesting? Is, is the structure of the film for me is is the fact that this you have you start okay. with one set of story you, you start not a story you, yeah you start with one sequence yeah. which is completely we got a spirit level for this yeah we've got a spirit level we've got MacBook. a MacBook yeah. we've got a, can you stop being a tosser please <laughs> um in yeah, fact, we directed that. We start. <laughs> we start with him in his training camp, and the entire sequence is, is all in the training camp. We don't see him leaving home. We don't see him. Uh, we it see him arrive. Starts at a drill, it literally it? starts at, with him arriving and getting his hair shorn off. The whole opening oh, sorry, sequence yes, yes, is with him all shaved, getting their it, hair yeah. shaved off and becoming mindless drones or whatever is the whole. Mm. What I'm sure Kubrick was trying to say with that. Um. Scrabastic pieces of amphibian shit, I think, is one of the phrases to describe them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then it remains with the training camp, and they go through all manner of abuse, and um, everything happens. And then there is a narrative as such, because we're following Private Pyle? Pyle. Pyle, Pyle, yeah. Mm -hmm. Private Pyle, who... uh, Uh, Leonard Lawrence. Yes. (laughs) And we are very... um, Emphatic, empathetic, empathic, John Favreau. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're very um, sympathetic, sympathetic, yes, character. empathetic, yes. Empathetic. That's not a word, is it? Of course, it is. Empathic, empathic. No, no that's, that's to be able to draw. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it is. You can feel and understand their position because you. No, surely you if it's sympathetic, I'm going to get empathetic. You can feel. Okay. You can. You can no, I'm sure that's not what they were talking feels. about. When no, they were it's, talking it's about got to be empathetic, surely. If you know, please put the answer on the forum. So, so we feel a certain amount of empathy with this character. Yes. Um, and <laughs> this- Trust me, it's empathic. I'm a counsellor. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point. I'll- <laughs> and, uh, and then suddenly this... This entire situation splits. Now, obviously, it's still thematically around the Vietnam War, but suddenly this situation splits, and then the entire action of the piece, um, half of the cast, in fact, more than half the cast, three-quarters of the cast are replaced um, midway through the film, and we carry on, apart from our central character and one other, I believe. And then um, a couple that crop up a bit later. A couple that crop up a little bit later, but yeah, the rest of the cast is replaced, and we end up in the middle of a war situation. And it's one... War sequence, the like this almost one war. Se- there might be two, I think, but effectively, there's a little bit of introduction to the Vietnam War, and then the majority of the second act takes place over one absolutely awesome sniper dogfight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, at the end, 
This is this is what I was basically saying is that the only other film that I can think which was interesting in this way with the Vietnam War was The Deer Hunter, which mm-hmm. started out with an hour's build up with you uh, with the people back at home before they went to the um, before they went to Vietnam. Then you had about this is a three hour film, The Deer Hunter, by the way. Then you went into the Vietnam War sequence, which is about fifteen minutes long, comprising of one set piece which is the famous Russian roulette sequence and then the third hour is all set the third hour and a quarter I believe is all set around the aftermath of this event and everything else so the same sort of Vietnam War movies that don't actually show you much of Vietnam or not a lot of it and I think the overall message that Kubrick was trying to go for and this might be a bit early in the podcast to be going for the message scene but um, the the overall message that was going for was that the training was almost it was it seems almost as bad if not worse mm. than the war itself yeah and the fact that you have to make these people so de- dehumanize these people to such a level that they can actually put up with yeah what's going to happen to them over there, which was the whole message of the war. The war film, anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's just the ramblings of a drunkard. Yes. No, I completely agree <coughs> with you there, Mike. Mm. For, for me, most of the traumatic scenes, for me, were in that training camp. Um, especially with Pyle, you know what I mean? Especially with Pyle. I mean, that guy went through absolutely hell. everything. It absolute went, it, hell. It's pure hell. He thought he had a bad life where he was, um, you know, he was kind of lowest of the low. He's a fat kid who's not never really made much of himself. You can kind of imagine his life not amounting to much back at home. But it's not like he, he doesn't is. try either. He, he just he just so doesn't hard. get it right. You know what I mean? He just can't. And because of that, he's punished and he's punished by his peers. And that is probably... Well, it's, it's, it's not necessarily thing, punished by his peers. He's put in a position where the drill sergeant says, if you get anything, you know, if you get anything else wrong, all of your peers will suffer. So they end up resenting him, but not... Yeah. You know, viciously, if you know what I mean. Not well, vicious. The soap sequence is vicious. That's totally uh, that's yes, apart from that's, that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's they've gone to that. That's almost the final yeah. straw. That, yeah. that is. Yeah. That's when he stops. That's almost when Pyle invents another, like almost multiple personality syndrome, where he, he invents this very cold exterior to which to protect himself from everything else that's going on. And that's ultimately what causes the problems. But he can shoot, though, can't he? Is he can right? shoot. Now, He's this is very good sniper. I really it? like the scene. There's a there's a wicked scene with a drill sergeant who we'll get onto in a minute. The drill sergeant um, actually turned like he's, he's a good sniper. He's really good. Well, yeah. he's a good shot. And um, he turns around to him and says, "Oh, we'll make make we'll make a decent soldier out of you." Yeah. And then when they finally graduate, he says, "Congratulations, you made it." to pile but by this time it's all too late mm. and I always yeah. remember seeing those scenes in particular always hit home with me because the the, the drill sergeant didn't hate him doesn't hate anybody no but he's just trying to turn him into a soldier, soldier. but yeah. the system is what creates this monster and yeah. that's really really good I mean the whole fucking film is awesome the monster is it the drill sergeant or is it pile um, it's whatever Pyle creates on top of himself to protect himself from the system. The system is also a monstrosity. That, that single shot of Pyle sat on the floor looking up through the top of his eyes, almost straight to camera. That, mm. that in, is, in the toilet block. Yeah, oh, that is yeah. one of the, the most chilling facial shots it's I've amazing. ever it seen is, in my it, life and real burned into my memory. Because I watched it for the first time quite recently. It does seem a little, I think now... 
a little overplayed. I don't know if anyone else agrees with me here. I haven't seen it in a while. I don't while. know. Right. I, I, I guess when I think about Full Metal Jacket, I can't help thinking about Platoon because they both came out in a, a similar kind of era. Yeah. And I think if you're going to accuse either of those two films of being overplayed, it's got to be Platoon. Is Platoon the one with Charlie Sheen? Yes, yeah. it is. And it's very Hollywood. It was very boundary pushing because of what it showed us, but uh, it was a very Hollywood film, whereas Kubrick's was a Kubrick film. Yeah. Mm. It is very, very <clears throat> Kubrick. Mm. It is. It really is. It's, but at the same okay. time, I think it's very, <laughs> yeah. very accurate. Oh, yeah. And we get a glimpse of Vietnam as it was experienced by one person, and it wasn't just, as Michael said, Which is why I think I can put up with it. Yeah. As as far as Kubrick films go, it's not too weird. He did also give us the line, you know, me love you long time. He did. Yeah, that's true. He put that into into the vernacular, definitely. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's not a weird one. There's no... Well, it's, Why is he a fetus in space moment? Well, what, <laughs> <laughs> there's, no mom- there's no moments like that. But then as far as war movies go, now, not taking um, Apocalypse Now or something like that into the equation, but what I really liked about this film when I first saw it and what was really different for me, it was a complete lack of camaraderie. There was no gung-ho sort of, yeah. you know, come on, let's go kick Charlie's ass uh, in a good way. It was all, you know, this is very, very wrong. Yeah. And never actually stay- saying this is very wrong. It, you just got the sense through the whole fucking thing that everything that was going on was pointless. It was completely meaningless, but you never had like the disenfranchised soldier who's seen a war before sitting down and going, oh, you know, it's all about property or anything like that, you know, mm. or saying or telling the young bucks that it's not about war. You just got the sense through however it was made and the way that the plot line works that, it, it was just, it was a pointless war and everything else around it. That's it. It was just, boom, you're in this situation. Boom, you've got to deal with all this shit. Boom, you're dead. Deal with it. It's bleak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's bleak. Yeah. All the way through. You get a sense um, of them being alone together, like they're a long way from home. These guys, if we, if we remember the song, 19, they're only young as well. Most mm. of them were very young. Yeah. And, you know, just imagine being all that way, away from home with that guy as your drill sergeant, preparing mm. you for what you know is out there. Mm. How many and of them, to not have a choice because most of them were drafted. Most they? of them were drafted. Yeah, I was going to say, how many of them of actually wanted to be there? Virtually none. I don't know anywhere no. near enough about the Vietnam War to particularly. Well, that's the thing, drafting for that but, war. I mean, that's the thing, anything worse than fighting a pointless war is to be drafted Draft, in to yeah, fight a yeah. pointless war. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? That's That's got to be the worst. Yeah. And that's what makes the Vietnam... Vietnam is a very prolifically made... You know, World War Two and the Vietnam War, you know, you don't see many on World War One. you don't see many on the Korean War, but Vietnam War and World War Two are the, the big ones for the war movies. And there's... Yeah. That's, World War Two because it's got their fucking scope. Yeah. It's got that, you know, it, it, it was the big fucking war of our time. And Vietnam War, just because it was an exercise in pure fertility. There was and no, it was the, futility, it was the first so. really, really unpopular war as yeah. well. 
Yeah, it was the first war in a media age where <clears throat> exactly. where the world was starting to become a smaller place, you know, pre, you know, pre-internet still. But I mean, with the media and everything else, cameramen showing all this shit going down, and it was popular at first until the body bags started coming yeah. home. Much in the same way as the Second Gulf War was popular at first, but we won't <clears throat> get onto that. But the yeah, it was, was Gulf Wars Two. Gulf Wars Two. Yeah. But the I've got that for my Xbox. Clone of the attack. Clone of the <laughs> with the boy King in charge. So, sorry, on topic. On topic. On topic. Um, but yeah, Vietnam is thematically a very strong war to choose, and there's so much around it. But the 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 only thing with the sort of disconnected feel of the film, the only negative side or the drawback to that is that there isn't as tremendous amount of um, sympathy for all of the characters there's like with like Saving Private Ryan when that guy gets stabbed so slowly you just oh, fucking yeah. eat pain every guy who dies in Saving Private Ryan you feel the pain you, 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 know, as you well. don't want them to die they're just you know you don't really care as much you do care but you don't it's more of a community sense of this is shit rather than an individual sense yeah. of this is shit because yeah. there's camaraderie in that film that's, that's almost completely missing from Full Metal Jack yeah Basically, you don't get to know the team and then slowly see them die one by one. It doesn't. Yeah, it's not like that. Either. It's although, not like that. What, although there is a bit of that, I think, when they um, the first enter the sort of sniper situation. There is a bit of it, but then because of the by the nature of the structure of the film, half of the cast you don't care about. The only True. one you actually really care about is Matthew Modine and the other guy. What's the um, um, his mate? Shit, the guy with the. I want to say Tex. Not Tex, but, he was one of the latter half characters. But there's another character, the other the one the other one with the glasses who yeah, gets Yeah. Yeah, in the yeah, sniping, you care about the him. Yeah. You care about him and Matthew Modine, but that's about it in terms of actual individual characters. Maybe it's just more about what was going on and the fact it, it, it's irrelevant that you don't care about the characters because it's not so much about the characters as what they're going through. Yeah. It's about and the so, overall situation. Yeah. It's more, it, it doesn't matter that the camaraderie isn't there. It's about the war. Mm. Getting on to what you were saying about the, it just feels wrong. Now, I, again, haven't seen this film in a long time. Um, one thing I did notice recently when I was watching, it's the introduction to the drill sergeant played by Ali, is it Emery? I, yeah, oh, Ermey. Ermey, who just is unbelievable in that scene. Um, is it's one tracking shot that continues following them around, following them around, which Kubrick had also done with the little boy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that fucking film called? <laughs> thank you very much. You're that, welcome. that big monumental film that I didn't like that much. Um, thank you. There's also, um, whenever it, the camera stops, um, when he goes to talk to the other characters, he's breaking the line. All the time. Mm. Every cut breaks the line. And I, I don't know whether that continues throughout the film, um, because it's just that one scene that I watched recently, but maybe it's stuff like that, like not using traditional film setups what that helps create a sense of unease. What exactly by breaking Well, you've line. got the line of action. It's difficult to do without diagrams, but say we're, we're doing, um, so we're shooting coverage on me and Mike right now. Yeah. Um, for everyone else, uh, Mike and I are facing each other. All your camera setups will- Longingly. S- mm. 
all the camera setups will be on one side of an imaginary line drawn. Okay. Yeah, so the master shot will be, mm. you'll yeah. have square on, then you have coverage over my shoulder, coverage yeah. over Mike's shoulder, but you'll all be on the left-hand side of us. Okay. You won't shoot from that side. Yeah, you yeah. won't okay. shoot from the opposite side. Shooting from the opposite side constitutes a line break. Right. Okay. And what happens when you shoot on and one... Ri- risk of crew camera. No, 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 no. Not in terms of that. What, what... The line does is create a sense of relationship. It's giving you a 180 degree. It's giving you, it's basically, it's giving you a feel that when we cut from a shot of Mike to a shot of me, if they're on the same side of the line, it reaffirms the fact that we are looking at each other. Right. If you break the line and cut from the other side, then it suddenly confuses the audience and makes you feel like, hang on, is who is he looking at? You know, you know. You know they're looking at the same, but but it doesn't look right. It just doesn't feel like it. And... If you're not looking for it, you won't notice it. Subconsciously, you will. Mm. And maybe, I have to watch Full Metal Jacket now, and I could be completely and utterly wrong, but maybe if that continues throughout the whole film, then that would help create a sense of unease. Mm. Mm. Certainly a filmmaker of Stanley Kubrick's calibre wouldn't break the line unintentionally. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. That might be one thing. That might be one thing. Mm. It's basically... Um, it's like crossing the beams. Streams. Streams. Fuck that one up, didn't you? Um, I've been Craig Bevan. Good night. <laughs> oh, puts a hat on. Um, so yeah, maybe there was something like that. Mm. Drill Sergeant character. Let's get oh, on to that. Alice now <clears throat> he's been in many films. Usually and in playing every film, that drill yeah, sergeant. The drill sergeant. He's in X Men Three. You know. Yes, what, he is. What, what's his character name? A sergeant. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's got he's got a military background, anyway. Yeah. So. He pulled this character straight out of his own self. Yeah, but the, Harrison oh. Ford doesn't just play carpenters. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But this guy, this guy was perfect because he just was that jewel sergeant. He went in there and he slagged those guys off. He's got the best lines in that entire film. He's, he's got one of the guy. best. He's got one of the best. Some of the best. And they're all lines improvised. In cinema. They are well, all improvised. Majority. He just rips them out of himself. He's you get the feeling he's got a whole star. bank of them saved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you do. There, honestly, army banter is ridiculous. Some of the stuff that comes out is some of the most sarcastic shit you can't even begin to imagine. Oh yeah. And the Yanks are. Uh, uh, apparently a lot better at it than we are or they feel the need to use it a lot more in training in military training at least um, Americans yeah Yanks we're limeys apparently holy fuck <laughs> no isn't that what the Australians call us no they call us poms yeah yeah that's to do with potatoes yeah <laughs> Just compared to fruit and vegetables. Yeah. But is that not the French word for potato? Yeah. yeah. Pom. Yeah, it's potato, yeah. This is fucked up. <laughs> it is fucked up. But, um, Alison, go on. On, 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 what's that word? I, I don't want to quote him because I don't I want to, um, I don't want to fuck it up. The Topic. man does it so perfectly yeah. that, uh, I don't even want to do any of his stuff. But I suggest if you want, if you're looking around the uh, internet, <laughs> do have a look for this guy's soundboard. Uh, <laughs> and it's ring quite your grandma. Fun. Yeah, ring your grandma. Or if, or if you just want to find some utterly degrading insults, check the quote page on yeah. Full Metal Jacket on IMDb. It's wonderful. It's just great. I'll tell you what, another good one, just a very random tangent. Um, on Shawshank Redemption, Clancy Brown, Clancy Brown. Um, <laughs> his his insults are fantastic yeah. as well. 
Oh, <laughs> what's all this? You tell me, fuckstick, they're all addressed to you. Yeah. Like, what is a fuckstick? Fuck <laughs> it's hilarious. You don't it's know like, what a fuckstick is. Like, I have one upstairs. <laughs> you eat when we say you eat. You piss when we say you piss. And you shit when we say you shit. You got that, you maggot dick motherfucker. Yeah, it's yeah cool. the fuckstick's next to the uh, needle of love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think that's funny? You're going to look funny. You're sucking my dick with no teeth. Just, just, oh, you can just keep reeling them. They're amazing. How tall are you, Sergeant? Six one, six two. Wow, that's Five. amazing. I didn't. I think they piled shit that high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. great. But I mean, that I love the first half. Not so keen on the second half. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> interestingly, enough, I come back with that one. With, no, I I find that the first half, although it is a fucking piece of cinematic genius. Um, is which could I appreciate. You, could you have elongated that? Anyone's cinematic, cinematic genius. <laughs> that is the first half of Full Metal Jacket. I find the second half far more entertaining. So between you, you fucking love this film. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And you are a couple. Yeah. We are. Yeah. We'd, we, we would spoon it. Yeah. We would. Can we discuss other Kubrick adventures? Let's just keep on the first half, second half argument for a yeah, second yeah. and then get onto that. Okay, yeah. go on. Yeah, then. I want to go to but that. Make it you, quite quickly. Do you want to get right. to the spoon thing? thing? I'm Give bored. me your argument. Why do you like the first one better? I just think that I think the story... The first one what? The, the first part, part of the story. Oh, the first part. Um, right. I just... I love the drill sergeant to death. He's a um, kid. He's a character that really kind of makes it for me. I think the performances are great. Um, and... There's, there is something really disturbing about it. It's um, easier to identify with, I think. Yeah. The yeah. first half. Yeah. I so, and I don't know, there's just... I wish I could articulate it, but I actually I, I can't. I like about the first half, and, and to some extent it does carry on through the second half, but it's that bleached out look. I don't know whether you've noticed, but there's not very Everything much colour very... in this film. No. Mm. It's really the word quite washed out. Yeah, for, for most Vietnam... War films that were set in the jungle and it was very green and very hot and wet. Mm. And you don't get that sense about this film. It's quite dry. Well, it's very urban, isn't it? The, mm. the very first urban, house, very barren. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's dry and dusty and it just gives that feel. It's grey, green and white, isn't it? Pretty much. Barrenness. A bit of brown in there mm. for the wood. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean though there yeah. is no there is no red there is no blue it's quite it's quite faded out and it's look, yeah it does look like you just bleached half the colours out yeah. the telecine transfer the T- telecine transfer a tick um, <laughs> yeah wanker yeah. Um, you said it before I did yeah it does look like you bleeded half the colours out of it um, it doesn't look desaturated because uh, it, it does look like he's taken stop it no you stop it you and stop it's, it. it's it's bled it's bled Bled some of the colour out, yeah. That's what, it's, that's what it's done specifically. <laughs> it looks like that, anyway. So, anyway, it's I like the human story of the first half. Hmm. And yeah. the second half, dear boy? I love the, the second fucking... half is... Sorry, it... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Such a valid right, point. pass that back yeah, to yeah, Mike, yeah, then, yeah, who yeah, was give, ready. Give me the second half. Give me, yeah. <laughs> I right. got the ball and I thought I could run with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My lace was undone and I fell. I'm lace sorry. Was damn it, pile. Oh, I fell. Oh. <laughs> Everybody's got a sucker. Oh, oh so. you're discussing this film like old people fuck rich. <laughs> Come on. The second half I like because <coughs> just because the sheer, just, well, mainly because of the sniper dogfight, I think it's absolutely, it's one of the best, if not the best, war sequence I've ever seen. 
I think it's incredible. Statement. I think it's really, I think it's, I'd fuck Omar Beach right, and Saving yeah, Private Ryan. Fuck the tank sequence. The sniper sequence in Full Metal Jacket kicks its ass as far as I'm concerned. It's incredible. It had me on the edge of my seat from Why? start to finish because of just like, you didn't know where the sniper was. Yeah. And most of the sniper dog fights, you usually see from the sniper's point of view yeah, you get and from side. the soldier's point of view. And you know where the sniper is. So there's that tension in terms of like, oh really shit, they don't him. know where he yeah. is. Yeah. In this one, you were with the soldiers 100%. You did not know Absolutely. where those shots were coming from and who was going to get hit next. You could just hear the bullets ricocheting. Sure. But they do a very similar yeah. thing in Saving Private Ryan when Vin Diesel gets nailed. Yeah, but not as good. It's, it's not as good. It's not but as good. But they do a very similar they thing. They do, and it's not as drawn out either. I mean, no. this was long. And yes. the, the, one of the best uses of slow motion I've ever seen where the blood's pouring out of the guy who's been first shot and he's yeah. screaming in slow motion and the rest of it's still going on and normal. And it mm. cuts between those so beautifully well. And this, all the stuff like just the despondency within the soldiers, all the, um, like, how can you shoot women and children? Well, it's easy. You just make, you know, you just look at them and those might be smaller, but you still shoot at them and stuff like that. And just the craziness of it all. And it's when inhuman. they're in. Hmm? It's in human. It's in human by that point. Yeah. yeah, and it's you know you, you can't compare this to Deer Hunter or Apocalypse. Now you can't comp- just as you can't compare them to this. It's not they're so different as Vietnam War movies go. But this 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 one had just just had me on the edge of my seat, and I didn't really care that much about the characters who were being shot. But it still had me just thinking where the, what the fuck is going to happen next? The, the final, I won't say anything about the climax of the film, but the very last sequence, um, is, tops it, is off, tops it? it off. It's the icing on the cake. It just, it, again, just, you know what's going to happen, but you don't want it to happen. And it's just the end of Matthew Modine's innocence, descent. as it were. This yeah. is, this is a bottom of his descent and it's a fucking incredible scene. Yeah. The, so that had me just. Cringing, just like, oh, yeah, horrible. Yeah. The, the music in that scene as well is fucking awesome. The music generally is so, you know, you know, the everybody's worried about the birds fucking annoying, but it's like, it's so appropriate to what's going on at every single point as well. And it's used so sparingly in certain sequences mm. and yet still has you so tense. Mm. Um, what else do I like about the second half? Um, all the stuff with is it Adam Baldwin who yes. plays the the the, yes, guy, yes. the run the fucking the, the character who's like you know, I'd be a fine human being as long as he's under fire. All he needs now is someone to throw hand grenades at him for the rest of his life and he'll be just fine. And it's just <laughs> his character's mint because he's supposed to be the sort of like the arsehole character, and then you do end up liking him because he's the only one in the sniper dogfight who goes in and risks his neck for the rest of for the guys who are being shot at when everyone else is just like, sit back and stay here. Mm. And he is, and as they say, he's an absolute winner when he's under fire. It's just when he's not in combat, he's an absolute cunt. <laughs> but, uh, but when he is under fire, it's wicked. I just love all the, like, just that basically. That's my argument for it. <clears throat> I didn't think we were arguing against each other. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. But that's, but that's my reasons for like. Are we kind of saying it, it's a solid film? <laughs> yeah, basically. It's pretty much film. everything covered there, Mike. Yeah. I don't have anything left to say about this song in the slightest. Name. Right. I'm, I'm, d- wow. Let's go for Kubrick then. <laughs> you do yeah, do this yeah. from time to time, don't you? Yeah, I know. I do. Off it, the mic. Where? Kubrick. <clears throat> so, Kubrick. 
couple of ones I don't like. <laughs> right? 2001. Eyes Wide Shut. The Shining, I have issues with. Yeah. I, I think you. I think you have issues with the story. If you'd read the Stephen King story, you probably wouldn't have liked it either. How different is the it? The thing that pisses you off is in the book, so you can't get away from that. It's the story. Well, yeah. Okay, then. <laughs> well, fair enough. It's done well. I think it's as, done as far well. as I know. I've never read the book, so I don't. I know like how both things, well, like, but I treat is. them both as completely separate, separate things. things. I've got a lot of respect for both things. Like when I read the book of Back to the Future 3. No, not anything like that at all. (laughs) It was a a different ending in the book. Which was weird, because it was the book of the film. (laughs) (laughs) How how shit is that? I want you to write down this film, okay? Watch this film and write it down for me. Can you do that? Yeah, I can do that. You've read the wrong film. What happened? Maybe the novelist was testing how many people were actually going to read the book. And maybe you're the only one. Maybe that guy should have written the script for episodes one to three. Yeah. That could have been cool. (laughs) It was good. The books are better than the film, by the way. The books are awesome. Tell us what it is about those particular films that you don't like so that once and for all... Can can I just offer in... See, is AI technically a Kubrick film or a Spielberg film? Because it's a Kubrick script. I'll tell you what it is. It's a pile of toss. <laughs> it's a it's a Spielberg film done in the vein of a Kubrick film. Yeah, it is still a a Steven Spielberg film because he made it. It's got special effects in it and stuff, and he made it. And gay sentimentality. Gay sentimentality. <laughs> and so, <clears throat> you know, I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, love. I've yeah, seen the yeah. last half an hour or something like that God. Um, which is enough to end you yeah <laughs> and from that I deduced that I didn't need to see the first hour and a half really. hour and a half two and a fucking three days <laughs> two and three days <laughs> so that's five five, five days yeah I, um, I t- thought AI was all right. I thought it was a misstep. Really? And I thought it was too sentimental. But yeah, I thought I, the overall can't concept... Argue, I've never seen it. I thought the overall concept was all right. I thought their argument was muffled and was slightly... Was the concept that there are robots? No, no, the concept... <laughs> of- <laughs> was it far more complicated? It was. Than it that? was more complicated than that. It was. It, I mean, it was something that had been done with science fiction before, but it was the whole sort of like you create artificial intelligence, and when what point does that intelligence? It's been covered to death with Battlestar yeah. Galactica. What point you know, intelligence you, you have laugh. and mm. then become being? Yeah, you, you laugh, but there are robots. Is a third of the plot of iRobot. <laughs> the the plot of iRobot is True. there are robots there are robots that are attacking Will Smith Will Smith is blowing up the robots with the old robots with the old robots that's that's the plot of iRobot we'll never do that film but the theme is about the intelligence becoming conscious. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it yeah, is. Yeah, but that was kind of overlooked in iRobot but then again if you want to see Will Smith man. blow up some it robots like, I want to be a man Please let me be a man. You don't want to be it a man. It also seems voiced by Alan Tudyuk, who played Wash. Ah, is Pirate Steve. Restful voice. Yeah. 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 Are you a real sea captain? Yeah. No. 
<laughs> anyway, I, I want to keep going on this. Come on, Rich. What is it about, <laughs> about these films that you don't like? Which ones have we just done? The 2001. 2001. Just, no, you haven't. You covered 2001 last time. All right, okay. Yeah. Still no one has explained the fetus in space. It's yet to happen. I, I'm, I'm with you still. on Eyes Wide Shot. I thought it was weak. Yeah, yeah, that was I just. Was I love Clockwork Orange. I think Me it's too. Fantastic. Clockwork Orange is good. I didn't yeah. see. I don't really rate Clockwork Orange. But I've never seen Clockwork Orange. I think it was. I think, I think it's a. Product it's got of its time. Hype. Yes, it's yes. got a lot of hype because Stanley Kubrick banned it himself in this country. Like, we should do that. Yeah. Mike, your film's banned. <laughs> when, <laughs> when Maggie was busy banning every other film, yeah, of course, what do we need? Uh, directors to ban their own films. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, let's bring that in. Um, we should write Margaret Thatcher a letter. We should. We'd like you to ban our film, oh, please. Please ban our film Can you so say people will watch banned. it. But I saw it's it. like Chris Tarrant, though. When I it saw just it when it was banned. Hmm? I saw it when it did was you? banned. Do you think oh, you're yes. cool, then? Yeah, I did, actually. Was that dodgy VHS Yeah, dodgy VHS going around the science lab. I'm in for that. I'll take a bit of cubicle with me. I was about 14 or 15 when I saw that, and it was the crappiest, shittest VHS <laughs> skitsy copy you've ever seen. It had, like, huge chunks of snow for about 10 minutes before it got back to some serious swedging with big baseball bats and stuff. It was great. I love the overall concepts behind um, A Clockwork Orange and I love the the ideas and certainly some of the way it was delivered, but some of it, I just, I, it just pissed me off. Some it of it's really pissed to watch. me off. I just could, I, I not couldn't watch. I did watch it, but I've only ever watched it once, and I have no intention to watch it again. Yeah. But what part exactly pissed you off? I can't really. Malcolm McDowell's performance pissed me off. <laughs> I um, think he was meant to, though. Really? Yeah, I know yeah. he was. Me- yeah. I know he was meant to. But when yeah. your central character is that annoying, it's a bit hard to sort of yeah. engage with the to film. identify on a kind of level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Certainly the structure, the language. I appreciated the language, but the language started to piss me off. The, you can't um, get away from that, though, because that, again, it's, it's the book. It's, I know, I know. I'm very much aware of that. So it's just... It, it just it's a very interesting idea. I understand, yeah. I understand the concepts, but I know I understand everything, like why it's hailed as such a good film and everything else. It just, it just pissed me off. Mm. Much in the same way that you don't like Downfall, Rich. Yeah, in the same in the same sense. It's just one thing that upsets me about that film, and it's the scene with the uh, the wire clamps and his eyelids. because oh. that just, that just chills me to the bone. And <coughs> we mentioned this, did. didn't we, on a previous did show? Yeah. yeah, I think How we actually scratched his retina yeah, for real when he did. It was brilliant spoof on The Simpsons. Did you ever see that one yeah. where Santa's little helper's getting yeah. trained by Mr. Burns? Brilliant. But no, I did enjoy Work Orange. Mm. That one was good. And mm. so was Full Metal Jacket. All the others were toss. <laughs> so I thought Sorry. Eyes Wide Shut Sorry. was, was alright. It it was a film I desperately wanted to like. Do you ever have that where you... you Episode you, one, yeah, two, three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where you sit down and you think this should be really good and you, you watch it and you feel like I should be really enjoying this. I actually own Eyes Wide Shut. I think I, didn't, I hadn't seen it before I bought it, otherwise I wouldn't have bought it. But yeah, it was just a, it was another case of, I, I like the fact that Nicole Kidman's character wasn't present throughout most of the film and yet still felt like she was somehow there, which was quite interestingly conveyed. And I'm not quite sure how he did that, but the. It's Cause she's always watching Tom. Yeah. She's always, she's there. always watching Tom. Eyes like a hawk. Um, just tell they, her, just tell they, her they don't move anymore though, do they? Cause her face is so. 
Bartok, she can't it, actually express herself anymore. Yeah. She can't act. What, Bless what, her. She, she's frozen her face. That means she can't express herself. She can't act, can Love, you should, before, she was still bad. Yeah, but now mm. she really can't act because her face is like cement. Yeah, oh well. You two are just looking at each other confused. Just, did you, I never, ever once not thought Nicole Kidman, right, was a bad actor. Oh, you should have listened to last week's show. We gave her a proper roasting, I believe. Who did? All of us. Not me. Hmm? I think she's all right. It might have been me. I think then. she's all right, but now I think she's really seriously disabled herself. Oh, no, I'm not disagreeing yeah. with that at all. By doing what she's I'm so scared. Face. I just can't express yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just so thrilled to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So do we have anything left to say about Full Metal Jacket? I think we've I nicely... I think we've successfully licked its arse. <laughs> we've compensated for the farce that was last week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, th- I think, end of it all, it's my favourite Vietnam film. Okay, good. Ooh. Oh, no. We've been going for 50 minutes and you started that one. Well, you got to remember what old Jack Burden said. So, do you know what? That's, that's one for the forum. Best Vietnam film. Best war film. Best Vietnam film. Mm. You see, that's a difficult question because... (laughs) (laughs) Don't start that again. All of this for the forum. Yes. You've got something to say there, Rich, haven't you? Because there's something coming. We've been sponsored. Fantastic news. Have we? We What wasn't I told? Because we don't like you. We don't like you. I don't tell you anything. And I've not given you your proper email address yet. (laughs) But also... Uh, we aren't okay. So, like, that's useless. What I printed out about <laughs> it's just bullet points. I thought it was something to read, but it's not. Holding uh, a sheet of paper to okay, make yourself feel. Ba- basically, there's this company called Peerflix. You can find them on the web at peerflix.com. Actually, if you go to peerflix.com/slash/movies, you should see. Then you know it says. Then they know it says that's referred you there. So go and do that. Please. Um, basically, it's a DVD trading thing. They sponsor a couple of other movie podcasts who we shall not name. <laughs> and now this one serves. So starting next week. Oh, yeah. There's lots of banners for them on our page, which is simply syndicated.com slash movies. You should see. So starting next week, we're going to be having a weekly competition where you can win a DVD. How cool is that? It's cool. It's only for weekly. people in the US, unfortunately. It is. And, and possibly Canada, but I'll let you know when we announce the competition next week. That's probably on that bit of paper. <laughs> yeah, but don't try and find it. Keep talking because there's a mountain of paper. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just one sheet. That was something else I printed off that was pointless. Uh, no, it doesn't say on that sheet. I'll look it up later. Okay. Um, and the other thing you printed off, which was timeline of CGI in film and television, which has no relevance to what we've been talking about. No, I about. can't remember why I thought it'd be a good idea to print But let's it get off. back to Peerflix anyway. I had anyway. a point. So, yeah, you'll be able to sign up, uh, register with Peerflix, and then you're entered into a draw to win a DVD, which is pretty cool. So that's coming next week. And it's a different DVD every week, because if it you're is. winning the same film every week, it'd be a bit boring, wouldn't it? It would be shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's more... my seventh copy of Underworld. <laughs> <laughs> so more details coming up next week. Cool. I realise now I've been pretty quiet today. Yeah. 
Sorry. It's because you've been holding that piece of paper for the entire podcast. Waiting. <laughs> waiting to unleash. Stand by newsreader. Do you know what it is? It's this microphone setup that's driving me nuts. And I'm just constantly thinking about that. You're having separation issues from the desktop, aren't you? I can see I you just, like, oh, it's, it's very weird. Away. It's very weird. I just don't want to go back to shit microphone. No. You I'm have to stay it. here with us. I might come on the, the sofa with you guys. Mm, but then it's a bit of a squeeze. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it looks cosy, doesn't it? There'll be three spoons. Yeah. We're not actually spooning. No. Nuzzling Just, is more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're closer than nuzzling. the three of us are. <laughs> right, let's end this now. Yes. <laughs> okay. Quickly. But at least we're separated by clothes. Good night, everybody. <laughs> but underneath your clothes, you're naked. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Can't argue with that one. <laughs> Let's have a